If you're like me, you care about getting the most from your workouts, which means wearing the finest performance gear. You know, fabric that dries quickly and has superior moisture wicking properties. Fabric so soft and comfortable, you could, well, curl up and sleep in it. Introducing Sheeks, spelled S-H-E-E-X, the world's first performance bedding line. Sheeks began when two former elite athletes and coaches had an aha moment, combining everything we love about quality performance fabric with everything we love about comfortable, irresistible bedding. Unlike traditional sheets that trap heat, sheiks are breathable, so you aren't constantly waking up to throw off covers or add a blanket. So you sleep deeper, longer, and better. And sheiks bedding looks as good as it feels. Colors and styles that can match any decor at a price that will pleasantly surprise you. And right now, you can try sheiks for 30 nights risk-free. Just go to sleepcoolnow.com. Use promo code 1212 and get $40 off any sheet set. That's sleepcoolnow.com promo code 1212. Sleepcoolnow.com, 1212. This is our number two of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Each week we get together, we talk about the news of the week and the events of our often bizarre lives, and we do so in an interesting, entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. And tonight we're truly keeping to that theme because not only is Leah Brandon in studio for the first time in two years in the history of the John and Leah show, the first uh, show we ever did, actually, Leah, was in studio. That's right. Uh, But uh, now, two years and a week later, she is back because of the Breeders' Cup in Southern California this week. And not only is she in studio, but she's broadcasting video streaming live on her Facebook page, which you can access at our website, freespeechbroadcasting.com. I, uh, I believe if you go to her Facebook page, you can access the uh, video link fairly easily. And again, you can do that through freespeechbroadcasting.com, and we will answer any and all. It's actually probably more entertaining during the commercial breaks than it is <laughs> yeah, uh, during the actual Yeah, John is losing it during the commercial <laughs> breaks. All right. He apparently is the only one that's not conspiratorial in the world. <sighs> Which is funny because people who don't know me think I am a conspiracy person because I am such a contrarian. But no, I don't believe in conspiracies, especially in an era with this thing called the Internet. That kind of kills like any major conspiracy, especially when you've got the Drudge Report willing to report all sorts of bullcrap uh, if it happens to fit his agenda. All right. Um, before we get to the election in two days and what's going to happen, what's not going to happen, uh, I did want to at least you didn't mention this at the top because there were so many other things. You actually visited the Ziegler home before you came into the studio today. I did. I yeah. went to the uh, the crib, the lair. <laughs> That's being a little kind, actually. Uh, but You've never been to my home in Southern California. You you were you were once visited my my crappy little apartment in Burbank when we were on the air together in KFI in Los Angeles. Where you never really unpacked. No, I never really did. <laughs> it was a dump. Right. You never but, really hung up anything because you were like, I'm going to be fired. Right. Zig, get some, uh, you know, furniture for your office. Why? It's more to carry out. <laughs> well, I, I carry a little scar tissue from my career, as you know. Yes. Uh, so I, never having been in any one place for a long period of time, I 
but there's a good part of that. I saved a crap load of money during my time at KFI because I didn't spend it on anything. That's right. Uh, so because I knew eventually I'd get fired. Um, so so anyway, but you you visited the the house now. I did. Uh, very and, nice, very nice in but, Camarillo, which is beautiful. Well, thanks for telling everyone where I live, but that's okay. It's not like, you know. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, the where I'm going with this is you got to meet Grace Ziegler. I did. For- the cutest little baby girl. And by the way, um, as soon as I walked in, she had colored a beautiful, beautiful picture of a horse and a barn, and she added the sun because there wasn't one, and you have to have the sun on the horse. Um, and, of course, I have it in the car, and it's coming home with me. Well, she's probably not listening, so you didn't have to say that, but it's nice that you did. Oh, uh, I didn't think she was but, listening. But the most impressive part was all I did was say Leah is coming over. I didn't remind her about the fact that you own the horses. And, by the way, I'm not even 100% sure she knew. I mean, obviously, she did. But I didn't say Leah from the John and Leah show. And she doesn't even think of you as Leah because she refers to you as Leela. Leela, the John and Leela show. So I was stunned when she decided to draw a picture of a horse, obviously because she knows you love horses. Yes. She did not know you were in town for the Breeders' Cup, although we did watch California Chrome lose. Yes. And maybe it's possible she picked up that I, I had mentioned that I knew Leah would be upset mm-hmm. by that. But anyway, so... That was uh, kind of remarkable. And, of course, those of you who don't know, Grace is my four-year-old daughter who has been very involved in this election. And with regard to Donald Trump, she's been always, uh, like her dad, very confused. Is Trump a bad guy or a good guy? And with regard to Hillary, she knows all about Hillary because she knows that Hillary wants to... She wants to steal all my stuff. That's right. Steal all my stuff. So and give it to people who don't deserve it. <laughs> Well, including, by the way, her Chuck E. Cheese coins, which is the the really bad thing. I mean, not only does she, she want her money, but she wants her Chuck E. Cheese coins. Uh, by the way, I think it wasn't last week. I'm, I'm not 100% sure I have the right. Uh, here I go. Uh, the, this was last week. This was Grace getting a little bit more intense about the election. Oh. Where, where she went on this That's rant. Right. She went on a rant. And so she goes on this rant. And at the end of this rant, I didn't get the full rant. I mean, she actually starts to threaten their lives. I think she was kidding, Secret Service, if you happen to be listening. But she starts threatening their lives, and then she ends the rant with, Trump and Hillary, no! (laughs) Yes. Rump and Hillary, no! No! (laughs) (laughs) So she gets it. She understands it. All right. Now, um, that is our entree into what's going to happen in two days. And let's give a little bit of backdrop before we get into specifically what you think and what I think will happen with regard to the presidential election uh, on Tuesday. And, you know, when we were on KFI, and this is part of why it frustrates me that, that, that you have had seemingly so little trust in me. But, but I'm pretty sure you remember election night 2004 fairly vividly. Yes. Okay, because we were on the air literally all night long. Yes. All night long. Uh, in fact, this is, you may not even know this. I'm convinced to this day that my voice is different now because of that. <laughs> I'm serious. Because we were on the air so long that night. I don't know if you, you, I'm sure you don't recall. I had to take a couple days off afterwards because something happened to my voice. And my voice has never been the same since then. It sounds different. And I, I, my ability to, to do certain things with it is, is 
is curtailed, all because of that 2004 election. Now, the reason why I mention it is, do you, what do you recall about what I said would happen that night, the night before the election? Do you oh remember my- anything? Gosh. You don't remember anything, do no, you? No, I have no idea. All I know is the 2008 election when uh, you correctly predicted that it was going to be, no, 2012, uh, that it was going to be Barack right. Obama again instead of Mitt Romney, and I was so bummed out, uh, I didn't want to listen to you anymore. <laughs> <sighs> okay, yeah. Well, if we go back in time in, this, in these elections— 2012, the day before the election, every conservative is saying, yay, President Romney. I wrote a front-page column for the Huffington Post, only because they were the only ones that would publish it, entitled, Why Romney Lost. Yeah. Okay? Why Romney Lost. The day before. Everyone hated me. Okay? In 2008, by the way, how'd that turn out? I, I can't quite remember. How'd that turn out? Yeah, he lost. Okay. All right. So in 2008, in May of that year, I bought the website domain name How Obama Got Elected and started working on a documentary film which was taking 60 hours a week of my life based upon the premise that Obama would get elected in May of that year. How'd that turn out? Well, I mean, you know, it was Obama. Okay. They should have known better in 2012. All right. So, again, that was... A correct prediction. In 2004, when you and I were on the air together at KFI, the night before that election, I told you, bit by bit, piece by piece, I said, don't panic, because tomorrow you're going to hear all sorts of bullcrap from exit polls indicating that John Kerry won. You're going you're gonna to feel as if this thing is over. You're going to think Kerry was elected, because the media is going to be selling you that. And what's going to happen is... Oh, that Bush is going to win Ohio and Bush is going to win this state and this state and uh, this other state. And they're not going to call it for him because they're going to be so afraid of what happened in 2000 <laughs> that we're going to go through the whole night without knowing for sure that he won, even though it's going to be obvious that he did. And I said, Kerry's not going to concede. And I said, John Edwards is going to come out and speak for him. Now, the only misprediction I made that night was I said John Edwards would come out at 2.30 in the morning. John Edwards came out, I think, at 4 o'clock in the morning and, and, okay. made, and made that very same speech. Right. And, and that, Let so, me tell you what I remember about, right. about the John Kerry election. You don't remember any of what I just said, do you? Well, oh it's all God. kind of coming back. Here's what I remember about the John Kerry election. Okay. I remember... You heard something on Channel 4. <laughs> Channel 4 uh, was doing... Kerry okay. was in town, and right. he said, if you uh, don't go to school, you'll get stuck in Iraq. Right. And right then and there, that's when you said the election turned. Okay, but Leah, you're, you're, mis- you're, you're mismatching two different elections. That was actually 2006. I'm sorry, that was actually, no, no, that was two, that, that was a. That was a, 2004. No, no, no. Kerry was, it was, it was after Kerry had lost, and in, in the next election cycle, Kerry came into town campaigning for somebody else and said that, trust me, Leah, I know. Because that's when, it was, it was a minor blow up of the whole thing. I went on a bunch of different TV shows. There were actually t-shirts made. With, I have one. With, with, uh, with military members in Iraq 
holding up a sign, misspelling their mis- names, misspelling and everything. Their, sorry, John Kerry, we didn't <laughs> We're study. We're stuck in Iraq. We're stuck in Iraq. I mean, that was all because, and it wasn't because of me. It was because of Andrew Breitbart. I got the thing to Andrew Breitbart. He put it on the Drudge Report, and the whole thing exploded. Right. That was not the 2004 election. So you're 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 mismatching a couple of different things. Why would John Kerry? Okay. Anyway. See, so for somebody else. Okay. So your whole point is, I've been right at every election, Leah. Why aren't you listening to me now? That's your point. Is that not a legitimate question? Okay. I don't care. So so you someone, understand? So someone, I don't give a crap so, what you say. Clearly. I can't <laughs> stand Hillary Clinton. I know, but I'm not gonna go okay, silently I'm, into the night I'm not until I have you. to. I'm not asking you to. Until I'm, Tuesday night. At whatever not, time you say it's gonna be over, okay. that's when I'm giving in. All I'm asking I'm not asking you to give up. I'm not even asking you to agree. I'm just asking that our track record together. And by the way, I could tell you a whole story about what I predicted in 2000, which might even have been my best prediction of all time. But I won't because we we're running out of time. We're up against the break. <laughs> the point is, I would, I would like my track record, at least with you, to have some semblance of okay. significance. Okay, you've so- been right so far. Guess what? Right. I'm hoping you're not. All right. Fair enough. I'm not but, going in yet. I'm not asking you to. There's a big difference between, you know, it, you don't have to want it to happen. But I would like it to have at least some semblance of credibility, which clearly it doesn't. But, you know, look, it doesn't have any. I have no credibility with anybody in my life. So it doesn't. I guess I should get used to this by now. The reality is. You know what? You love. Here's the thing. I oh think God. you get glee with telling us bad news. I do not get glee. I get glee after after I'm telling people things that are true, obviously true, that they won't accept because they don't like hearing it. I'm not uh, going to accept it uh, yet. Okay. Fair I'm enough. not. Fair enough. Okay. When we come back, we'll start to talk about what will and won't happen on Tuesday from two very different perspectives on The John and Leah Show. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com, where tonight is a special feature because Leah Brandon is in studio. You can also watch the show via live video streaming, and it's probably better during the commercial breaks than it is during the actual program. Uh, So go to freespeechbroadcasting.com, click on that uh, Facebook uh, live link, and you can ask any questions of uh, both uh, Leah and me during our commercial breaks, and uh, we look forward to that. We're going to spend uh, the rest of this hour and maybe a little bit of the hour number three talking about our predictions for Tuesday's election. Be- this is a short segment because we went long in the last one. So, Leah, I want to understand, when you say you believe that Trump will win, is it purely because you want that to happen, or do you be- truly believe that's what will happen, or is it some combination thereof? It's a combination thereof. Let me give you my quick Uber poll that I took here okay. in California, because oh. as you know, in in Alabama, it's big Trump territory. So really, I hadn't heard. Right. So <laughs> when I came out here, uh, which is you know lib central, uh, I thought, hey, this would be really great. So everywhere that I went out here for the past four days, I took an Uber. All kinds of different ages, all men. Uh, and I asked every one of them, I would sort of get into it about the election. Oh, I can't wait till the election's over. Blah, blah, blah. With 
without question, 100%, I would say I probably went on 14 Uber rides. Every single one of them is for Trump. And 14 for 14. 14 for 14. Every single one of them. And you know why? They're all of them were Armenian. Okay. And they all said they came to this country to work and they don't like the way this country is going. Okay. And they want it to be the country that they came here to live in. Okay. And I said, and I would always say, ask, make America great again. Make America great again. All of them. Okay. So, so based upon your poll of my Uber poll in California, Uber drivers who are Armenian living in California. That's right. Trump is winning 100 percent of the vote. Right. So you believe then that Trump will win California. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's going to win California. You're not or sure. Not. I am sure. I am. <laughs> I am very, 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 very sure that he is not going to win California. <laughs> Probably so you, so not. you know what the value of all those Uber drivers votes that you just talked to is zero zero in the electoral college completely meaningless more coming up next on the john and leah show Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. She is in studio for the first time in two years. And not only that, but she's broadcasting live via Facebook, video streaming. You can access that link at our website, freespeechbroadcasting.com. Yeah, and if you're not there, I'm telling you, the show behind the show is the best show. (laughs) (laughs) That might, for better or for worse, be true. Um, And we've still got half the show left to go. And getting to the to the um, the meat and potatoes of the show, obviously we've got an election in two days, and this has uh, really divided the country like no other presidential election, at least of my lifetime, at least in a way that's been different. And also, by the way, not just divided the nation as it's divided us and our friendship and this show, but it's I think really been depressing for the nation uh, because neither candidate is a good candidate. No one is really particularly happy about this. Nope. And we just want it over. Yeah, we just want it over. And but I do think it's important to to give people a, a good assessment. Since you know, frankly, this show was created originally in large part to cover this presidential election, never anticipating that it would turn into the crap show that it did quite in this way. And so we 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 spent hours and hours and hours analyzing, you know, how it is that this whole thing will likely go down. Why I have always been convinced that Donald Trump would not win a general election against Hillary Clinton. I will acknowledge, and I do admit when I'm wrong, I've been wrong about a couple things in this uh, cycle. The thing I've been wrong most about, though, is actually how weak a candidate Hillary Clinton would be. I figured she'd be weak. I had no idea she'd be anemic. And I didn't realize that the news media was going to keep you know, beating the drum on this email issue. I thought the emails, once Comey made that first decision... I thought that would be basically the last we heard of it. Boy, was I wrong about that. Uh, and I certainly never anticipated Comey doing what he did 
uh, 11 days ago with that first letter. And then, of course, today with the oops, uh, didn't, never mind, didn't really mean it. Nothing was really found in our, our investigation of those emails. So forget I ever did that and uh, threw a monkey wrench into this entire election. So I, I was wrong about all that. Hillary is far, even more beatable than I thought she was. And that's why we're still having this conversation, because if she wasn't as beatable as she turned out to be, Trump would have gotten crushed already. And it would be obvious to everybody, even to you, Leah, who is convinced that he's going to win. So let's here's how I want to do this. Now, to, to win a presidential election, you have to get to 270 electoral college votes. Now, if you go to realclearpolitics.com, that's really the, the warehouse for all the polls. They are very, very conservative, not meaning politically conservative, but they're very safe in how they dole out the states. Right. And right now, they, they have Hillary Clinton, for sure, getting 216 electoral college votes out of 270 needed. And they have Donald Trump getting 164 out of 270 needed. Now, that is super, super safe. Many other of these other prognostication websites and news outlets are more aggressive. But I'm purposely going with them, one, because I, I think they're good, and two, because that basically leaves us with going through all the other states that have not been decided by real clear politics. So these are theoretically toss-up states, if you will. A lot of right. them don't seem to be toss-ups, though. But Right. Well, well that's what we're going to do. So we're going <laughs> to... All right. Now, here's how this night will go down. And I'm going to write a column for Mediate out tomorrow that will, in great detail explain everything that will happen on Tuesday from the beginning of the day till Wednesday morning. Uh, and I'm sure some of it will be wrong, but a lot of it I'm pretty sure will be right. So, But I'm going to focus here on just the states themselves. And early on, there are three what I call kill shot states for Donald Trump, or actually more accurately for Hillary Clinton. If Hillary wins any of these three states, it's, it's over. over. It's done. Pack it in. Good night. Trump is dead. Florida, Ohio, and Pennsylvania? Close. Florida, Ohio, and North Carolina. If if Trump loses any of those three, this thing is over from an electoral college standpoint. It is amazing, especially Florida. Yeah. It, is am it is amazing how Florida, it's not just a must win, which, you know, if you take it literally, must win means must win, but Florida is, if it's possibly be more important than a must win for the Republican, Florida is now. You, can, you can't get there from there, from here. You right. cannot get there from here as a Republican without Florida anymore. You just cannot do it, especially when you're not particularly popular like Donald Trump is. So let's start with Florida. Now, right now in the polls, Hillary is, it depends on the poll, but on the average, she's up by about a point. There's been conflicting reports about early voting. Are blacks turning out for her? There's some indication that there's been heavy Hispanic voting. What say you about Florida, Leah Brandon? Yeah. Uh, I think Florida's gonna be Florida's gonna be a tough one. I do, because of the Cuban vote. Well, I know that Donald Trump has been up in the north, and then Hillary Clinton spending a lot of time in the south. I do believe, I'm hoping, though, the Cuban people came here to work. I'm hoping they go with Trump. Well, you have actually put your finger as you, it's so funny because, you know, oftentimes you, you really do put your finger right on the issue. And you did here. And it's been an under-talked about it, uh, 
perspective on this particular campaign, especially in Florida. And, and as I've said numerous times on this program, as a Republican, you can't win Florida without the Cuban vote being strongly in your favor. And Trump has a couple of problems there, and it's been showing up in polls. One is that he spent most of the primary campaign ripping on two Cubans, Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. Little Marco. Uh, number two is... Lion Ted. Number two is that Newsweek had a cover story of the fact that the Trump organization uh, broke the Cuban embargo illegally in trying to figure out if they could build a golf course in Cuba. Now, the polls are indicating that the Cuban vote is pretty split with Trump and Hillary. That's really bad for Trump because... The Cuban, especially in South Florida, vote is one of the few voting blocks in this country, ethnic voting blocks in this country, that votes Republican normally. Yeah, but uh, there was a problem with that last time, too. I remember the Cubans were starting to lean. Well, they, are, star- they are starting to, to lean more Democratic. Yeah. And so, and that's one of the many, you know, long-term problems with this Trump candidacy is that once you start voting Democrat, you may never go back, especially if you like free stuff. So... We could, we may be paying for this for a very, very long time to come, but I digress. That all that being said, and it's really hard for me to believe that Mitt Romney is going to lose Florida, but Donald Trump is going to win it after all the mistakes that he's made. Florida will not be called early. They're going to be very afraid to call it because it's so decisive, and because of obviously it's history from two thousand. I think it will be very, very close. But gun to my head, I believe that Hillary will win Florida. And if she does, it's over right there. It's done. But for the purposes of our conversation, I'm willing to say, you know what? It's possible Trump wins Florida. It's, I, don't, I think it's less than 50-50, but it is possible. So because it's a kill shot state, let's give it to Trump just for the sake of argument. Okay? So he stays alive. Then we go to Ohio. Obviously, no Republican has ever won without Ohio. Right. And similar to the Florida situation, McCain lost to Obama in 2008. Romney lost to Obama in 2012. By the way, neither time very close. Now, I have to tell you, Ohio, a state where I've spent a lot of time. In fact, I was there Friday night. I am baffled by the fact that Trump is winning most of the polls in Ohio, although one Respected poll came out today with Hillary up one point in Ohio, but there have been a couple of others that have Trump up by several points. The reason why I'm confused by this is number, the demographics absolutely work for, for Trump yes. in Ohio. There's no question about that. In, in fact, it's the northern Alabama. Well, yeah, there's some Alabama aspects to Ohio, as there is in Pennsylvania as well. Certainly the area uh, along the Ohio River Valley where I was <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, specifically Steubenville, Ohio. That is Trump country with a capital T uh, th- because those are all people who used to work in the steel mills and the coal mines, and that's all gone. But uh, here's why I'm confused. Not only – here's what, we're, what would have to happen. So Donald Trump would have to win a state that both McCain and Romney lost fairly handily, and he would have to do it with the popular incumbent Republican governor of the state, John Kasich, publicly stating he's not going to vote for him. Yes, but I think John Kasich used up all of his political capital with his own people by the way that he behaved during the primary. Uh, They wanted him to get out. There was a poll that I saw that was like 60-some percent of his own people wanted him the heck out of there. Well, he won the Ohio primary, Leah. 
I mean, Kasich won the Ohio primary. He still... No, they wanted him out at the end, remember? I'm just telling you. He had one state. He won won his own state. He He didn't even go to the convention in his own state. He publicly stated that he voted right in for John McCain instead of Donald Trump. And by the way, it absolutely will have an impact on get out the vote because he's in control of the state Republican organization. They're not going to bust their ass for Trump. Of course not. And so so it's hard for me to believe that without a robust Republican establishment get out the vote campaign on his behalf, he's going to be able to overcome Democrats having won Ohio in 2008 and 2012. And then, I know you don't think this is significant, but just today, right in the middle of this James Comey second letter, oops, never mind, on live network television, every news network carries live Hillary from Ohio being introduced by LeBron frickin' James. Now, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're, oh, LeBron James is not only a favorite son, he just won the, the NBA championship for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And by the way, he happens to be black. And oh, by the way, Hillary's biggest problem in Ohio is getting the, the black vote out to the, out to the voting booths. That's got to have an impact. Now, is it decisive? I don't know. But that's a, that is a lot of uphill climb for Donald Trump in Ohio, despite his demographic advantages there. And I have to tell you, much like Florida... Gun to my head, it's going to be super close. Ohio will be super. If it's not super close, by the way, if if Trump wins Ohio handily, that he wins the presidency. No, I'm not going to go that far. But that will be the first sign right there. If he wins handily in Ohio, we might be in for something weird because mm-hmm. then that means Pennsylvania could be very much in play because Ohio and Pennsylvania not only are neighbors, but they're very similar. And so... Gun to my head, I say Hillary wins Ohio, but for the purposes of this, we'll let Trump slide and we'll give him Ohio. And so he's still in the ball game through the first two kill state shots, and, and Lee is happy with me, at least for now. And when we come back, we'll continue with our analysis of what's going to happen on Tuesday on the John and Leah Show. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Very excited tonight because not only are we two days away from the election that could decide the fate of the universe, but also Leah Brandon is in studio. I am. Out of Tic Tacs. And she's also broadcasting live on her Facebook page, video streaming, which you can access at freespeechbroadcasting.com. And it's highly entertaining, both during the segments and during the commercials. So check that out if uh, you are want to do so. Now, we're going through each of the so-called toss-up states to try to figure out whether or not Donald Trump really, as Leah Brandon would love to believe, can in fact win or, as John Ziegler has been saying consistently for over a year now, no way, no how, no chance of Donald Trump beating even a very bad candidate Hillary Clinton, who's been wounded by the FBI director, although he tried to put a Band-Aid on that wound today. All right, so, so far, of the two of the first three kill shot states, as I refer to them, Florida Mm -hmm. and Ohio, 
I, I got to believe Hillary's going to win both of those, but I think it's possible that Trump wins them. So because I'm going to give Trump every benefit of the doubt, we're going to go through this and I'm going to give Trump every benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give him Florida and Ohio. And he's and, still not going to win. No, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Well, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> you do know me. I know you. But I'm trying. We're going to go. I'm going through this as a best case scenario. Best case scenario. And still, hold it's on. not going to work. Well, you don't don't ju- don't prejudge. OK, don't, all right. Don't rush to judgment. But just for the record. All right. So just for the record. So he's um, giving Florida and Ohio. Right. And so, you know, now we're he, up to what? Well, that adds 47 uh, votes to 164. Okay. So, so you you do the math. Okay. 47. Add 47 to 164. 211. 211. So he's at 211. All right. And now we go to the third kill shot state. He needs 270. He's at 211. Third kill shot state early on in the night is North Carolina. How many uh, is that? No, how many does North Carolina get? Yeah. 15. But it's a key 15 because uh, it's a southern state. And it's a state that's traditionally Republican, and it's a state that Romney won. Okay. So, so if you don't win all the states Romney won, you're done. Right. You're in big trouble. Plus more. Right. Well, you got to win more than that. So obviously. So, so North Carolina, interestingly enough, another state where I have lived. I've spent a lot of time there. Uh, I, I lived uh, in the state next one over. <laughs> okay, Virginia. Right. Yeah. And, well, we both agree that Virginia is out of reach now. Done. Uh, I, I don't consider it to be a toss-up state. Some people are still trying to pretend that it is. There was one poll out this week that indicated that Trump had a chance. It was a clearly bogus poll. There is no chance that Trump wins Virginia. But North Carolina is a little bit different. North Carolina is the ultimate state that is now a mixture of the Old South and the New South. Yes. The old North Carolina, Trump would have won. Okay. For sure. For sure. The new North Carolina. With all the illegals in it. Well, there are a lot of illegals. Uh, there's a lot of very educated white people. Um, and educated, but not smart. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's true. Here, here's how I look at this. I, you know, it's interesting, and I think appropriate, that Trump brought in the P word for the women geni- female genitalia into this uh, campaign like it's never been done before in the history of presidential campaigns. Because I do think you could make an analysis of this election based upon which states are P states and which states are ball states. Okay, and, I can go with that. Right, yeah. the, the Alabama, ball. ball state. Exactly. Perfect <laughs> example. Alabama, balls down your knees, you're going for Trump. Okay? You need a well, wheelbarrow to carry them around. Right. You know, interestingly, Texas is a state that's losing its balls. Correct. But they still have balls big enough to vote for Trump. So, so Texas is a, is a ball state. They're going for Trump. I look at North Carolina now as a P state, and uh, and I've lived there. Um, I know a little bit about the culture, and you know, to me, this is going to sound incredibly stupid, but look at what the state color of North Carolina is—that baby blue, baby powder blue. It's like right. nasty, baby powder blue. It's not it, like it, red like Alabama. It, it's a North Carolina has become a wussified, it pe- is politically correct. Look at Duke. Uh, Hello. Exactly. Duke rape case. That happened in North Carolina. Uh, You've got a situation where you have a very large black population. Romney did win there, but by a A hair. A hair. So so I think every year North Carolina starts to shift towards Virginia as far as getting not out of reach, but becoming a much more difficult 
sell for Republicans. That So similar to Florida and Ohio, uh, I think that Hillary will win North Carolina and this thing will be over at that point. However, I do think it is possible. He's going to go ahead and put it in there for the best I'm, case scenario. I'm going to put it in for the best case scenario. Leah knows me all so well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give Trump another 15 Electoral College votes, mm-hmm. which gets him up to 226. So I've given him Florida, Ohio, and North Carolina, three kill shot states that I think he will probably lose. And if he loses any one of them, it's totally over. But I've given him all three, and he's at 226. Now, also early in the night, that leaves us with Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a state we have talked a lot about in this election, partially because when I had my only two-minute conversation with Donald Trump backstage at the Today Show a couple years ago. You know, Pennsylvania loves him. Right. That was all I heard was about how Pennsylvania loves me. Not, not him, but me. Oh, Because it was I thanked him for his rather minor support for Joe Paterno and that whole mess, which I've been embroiled in. And all he talked about was how, because of that, people in Pennsylvania love him. In retrospect, I now believe that the only reason why he supported Joe Paterno was he knew he was running for president and that he was going to need to win Pennsylvania. I really believe that. Interesting. He also, by the way, sent me a nice note. Uh, you know, He doesn't he do email. Doesn't do email. There'll never be an email controversy <laughs> or scandal with Donald Trump. because hey, he Smart! He, right, he wrote, it, wrote me a note, which was then emailed to me by his assistant, and then they asked me, do I want the hard copy? I said, sure, what the hell? Uh, anyway, the point of this whole thing is that Pennsylvania is thought to be demographically perfect for Donald Trump, right. and there is some, there is some truth to that. Uh, you know, it's been famously de- described as Alabama with Pittsburgh and Philadelphia on either side of it. However, Republicans haven't been able to win there since 1988. And there's a reason for that, because the suburbs of Philadelphia, where I grew up, are are very much in play. They do not like Donald Trump, especially women in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And so when we come back, I'll talk about whether or not Trump really does have a shot in Pennsylvania, because if he does win there, now we got a ball game. Hour number three coming up next on the John and Leah Show.